Oh, you're listening to the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Fact. Welcome to another Totally Buzz UK podcast, the podcast that takes you around the weird and wonderful stories on the web that you may have missed in association with totallybuzz.co.uk. I'm your host, Laura, and let me introduce you to the next Gigi Hadid, based on her timekeeping skills, it's Kaylee. That as a compliment, I don't care. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. If you don't get the reference, it's because of the phrase fashionably late, so everyone can guess what Kaylee was today for this podcast. I have my reasons. So did Gigi Hadid, and she well, turned it into her career. I doubt Gigi Hadid would do anything for her neighbours. So <laughs> my neighbours have gone away on holiday. I have to go the house looks like they're still there, so they don't get robbed. What a weird sort of dig at Gigi Hadid. She may be a fashion model, come across lovely and be super successful, but would well, you she think check on her neighbours? Unless she gets paid a lot of money for it. I mean, I actually probably think she's more likely to do stuff for not money, because you know why? She has it. <laughs> exactly but like she wouldn't do it if she the only reason she has money is because she makes dollar dollar yeah so she would check on her neighbor's house for free for the love nah, of the game i don't think she would she'd be like well if i'm not getting paid fuck it i i disagree you check on people's houses Gigi hadid you do you okay Represent. well their fish have been fed so <laughs> that's not code <laughs> oh, no, that's just Very coding. their fish have been fed oh have they now also on another note just just i feel like a bit of a life hack so I'm going out for my brother's 30th birthday in a few weeks. Basically, I um, they put in our, because we have a little group chat for it. And they were like, oh, you need to book the hotel. And I was like, oh, shit, I haven't done that yet. So I went onto the website and I found a room at £50, which I didn't think was too bad. Like, it's cool, right? And that's for one night. It's cool. Anyway, so I booked it and everything. And I pressed july 1st because that's when my brother's birthday is and for some reason it booked it for today and it was non-cancellable and i was like freaking out i rang the hotel i shit you not about 12 times right they did not pick up and then i sent them an email but eventually because i worked in the hotel industry and usually if people aren't picking up it's because they put the phone on silent they don't want to bother with it or whatever but eventually they did pick up i was like i'm not cancelling my reservation however i was meant to book it for july 1st can you move it for me and they're like yeah yeah that's cool and she's like i've sorted it for you and i was like oh thank god that's such a relief anyway long story short i went into the group chat again and somebody in the group chat asked what the cheapest room was and one of the other people was like oh yeah it's 71 pounds and I was like, well, that's really weird because I've got mine for 50 quid. And they're like, how did you do that? I was like, bearing in mind I got the dates wrong. I like asked them to move it. And they were like, you cheeky bugger. So I think the life hack is, or the lesson here is, is book a room really cheap for like that night and then ask them to move it and then they won't charge you any extra. This is where Kaylee turns up at the hotel day one and they're like, so there was an error with your payment. Yeah, you need to, you owe us 20 pounds. Yeah, Kaylee's like, ah, shit, life hack no more. But I feel like if I can get away with it, it's a pretty sweet life hack, let's be honest. Well... Now you've had a life hack, let me tell you how this podcast works, because we do like to get straight to it. But to be fair, Kaylee did provide us with an educational fact this week, sort of. Sort of treaded on squeeze territory, obviously picked it up from the 100th episode we did. Anyway, if you're new to this podcast, let me explain how it works. I have three weird stories that have gone viral, but not viral enough for my liking. They're weird, they're wonderful, they're true. Kaylee knows nothing about them. I'm going to talk about them with her. We're going to be a bit banner, discuss them. Katie's probably going to have a story and life experience because she's, you know, her life is filled with weird and wonderfulness and she can relate <laughs> to all this stuff. And then bing, bam, boom, she tells about a TikTok spotlight. And hopefully it's all entertaining for you. And boom, 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 you come back next Monday at 7am for another episode. 
Kaylee, are you ready to go? I almost thought you were going into the song of boom, 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 boom. I was like, that's just worrying. I'm, I'm, what bit's worrying? I mean, Venga Boys are cool. I mean, yeah. Going to Ibiza. Only the really obnoxious people call it Ibiza. Oh, I'm so sorry for being cultured. Though that story, I will be referenced that in that, a story that comes up. That's what a snob would say. Okay. Well, it, it, this is going to come up again because there's a story here which I read aloud to my mother and I had to be corrected on how to say the place name. But it's not story one. Story one, Kaylee, is about things you can do in three seconds. What can you do in three seconds, Kaylee? I feel like this is going to be a dig at men. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like it was implied, so I kind of put it there. And I was like, mm. <laughs> what can I do in three seconds? <laughs> Probably change my mind. Wow, to be fair, that's actually good for you. I think that's quite fast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair, that's not a record, right? I mean, there's no record. For, no one's going to be able to measure that. However, what they can measure is people solving Rubik's Cubes. And you know what someone's done? Done it in three seconds. Yeah. Speed cubing world record has been broken again, according to The Guardian and the official Guinness Book of World's record site. Max Park, who's kind of known in the Rubik's World Cube circle, because he you know, holds a lot of different records for different side cubes, mm-hmm. has now sold the 3x3x3 three by three by three cube in 3.13 seconds. The previous record was 3.4 seconds. So you can imagine just how quick that is. And in front of an audience... Like so someone's going to have a nervous breakdown. I just... Can you imagine being able to think that quickly and just be able to do a Rubik's... Can you even do a Rubik's... Well, have you ever completed a Rubik's Cube? I haven't. My brother has. I kind of just give up in the end. My brain just doesn't do that sort of stuff. No, what I was going to say, though, is surely the cube was probably almost solved for them to do it that quickly. No, because they make sure... Because it has to be, like, standardly mixed up because it's got to be judged right. and passed all the they, tests. Are so. they all mixed up exactly the same? Yeah, they set them all out and mixed up and then they go boom it's the but same they're all, they're all mixed the same though at a tournament yes at a tournament i don't know think across the world but i think to qualify for the Guinness world records they always have you know tests and check marks so right, if okay. they were going to solve one and go for the record whoever was adjudicating the record would have checked that it's like legit do you know what I mean? I thought, I thought Rubik's Cubes came, like, solved. There is a good point. I'm picturing some that are solved. So I'm not sure what, if they sealed them properly for tournament. I've, I've seen something. There is there is 100% a system in place to make it fair. I feel <laughs> like they must, they must, like, you know, like an equation. They must kind of, like, sit down and go, right, well, if you turn it right, then left, then up, Yeah, there's down, a whole whatever. thing. There's, like, crap codes. This would and... be, like, a really difficult one to solve or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I never really got the pill of them as the other thing, though. I mean, I if I could solve them in three seconds, I'd be really impressed with myself. Like, if I could be a competitor, I get the idea that if you're that good and you can speed and challenge yourself, I get the funness of them. But yeah. just in general, I don't think they're fun. But as you said, it's that sort of thing of, like, your mind working that quickly. I also am a bit colourblind, so... <laughs> You're like, not... why is this grey cube so entertaining? <laughs> I don't understand. It's all the same. <laughs> what but, is this magic? But yeah, I I don't know. I just think it's really impressive. Three seconds. I was trying to think, not a dig at men, like you said. Though that joke obviously did come to my mind. But think things you can do in three seconds. I feel like break a world record is going to be like the best, most 
Impor- important use of time. What do you think would be really impressive to do in three seconds? Honestly, a Rubik's Cube is up there. I mean, physically, things that you can't physically comprehend doing in three seconds are always going to be impressive. Like, if you could prepare a meal in three seconds, you know what I mean? Or dish a meal no, up in three seconds. Say, like, prepare like a sushi roll or something. Yeah, food wise, I feel like there's a lot of things that would be impressive that I think people probably could legitimately do in three seconds. But then I have seen compilations online of people doing jobs and stuff really quickly. Yeah. You know, like there's like a person stamping forms at like 0. Point whatever seconds a minute or whatever. Not a minute, but you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> One minute to just start. Fucking hell. But they do it really, really, really quickly. And then there's like somebody chopping like a pineapple up, but they're doing it at like a really insane speed. I think anything you have to do accuracy for is also always going to be important. Like I'm thinking like, imagine you have to throw so many darts at a dartboard, you know, to score 180. Well, three I seconds, was, boom, I boom, boom. Say, like anything containing knives, I'm out. <laughs> but then that also makes it more impressive because you've got the danger element. Yeah, less impressive, more I don't want to chop my finger off. I mean, that's fair. But it is a really nice story. This guy's pretty much known for his Rubik Cubes. It basically explains in the story that Park was diagnosed with autism and his parents searched for ways to develop his motor skills when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And Rubik's Cubes really helped him. That kind of actually makes me think of... Um, did you actually watch the... Was it called The Piano? Uh, it's on Channel 4 and basically like people were going into train stations and I... doing piano in front of Mika and that. Isn't that the one, the show that was meant to express our nation's love for the piano and it had a tagline like that? And I was very like... Something our like nation, that. Our nation anyway, loves piano? <laughs> my point was... Like you were talking about the kid having autism. Well, there was a girl who was born blind. She had this form of autism. I think I saw this on Gogglebox. If you're familiar with Gogglebox, not in their country, it's a show where Um, we watch people watch a show, watching a show. Australia. It is Um, big. I see Gogglebox USA was also a thing with celebrities. I watched that. So this girl, when she was little, like they brought her a little piano in. And she managed to to play like really classical music literally just by being shown where the keys are. And it was just absolutely insane. Considering she's blind and has like, I suppose, learning difficulties and... Other obstacles that uh, she has to yeah, deal exactly. with. Probably the, the, mo- the person with the most obstacles you could ever be thrown at. Yeah. And she just was amazing. Well, this isn't going to sound harsh on you because it sounds like I'm putting you in some sort of category here. But you oh. remember ages ago on the podcast when we discussed discussed your dyscalculia and my random Why burst into different a- <laughs> into al- different accents. Sorry, yeah, it? and you said that you know you went so many tutors, you just don't think there's a way for you to get numbers oh, in your head about maths. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I just in my head, I feel like there's probably is a really unique way, but you just haven't found I've it been yet. Doing it, I just haven't found yeah. it. Yeah, it's just like that quirky. It'd be a, it'd be a really quirky way. And it will help. That You know what I mean? That's not me comparing that. But it's the sort of thing like you just wouldn't think, you know, if you've got a kid with autism, and this mm. is before this research, and obviously he's shown that it's possible, you wouldn't necessarily go, you know what, that cube with just random colours and that's a toy will be amazing for him. You know what I mean? Mm. You just don't put it together. And like use the piano helping her. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying. It's crazy what fit you can learn from other things that people just see as pointless, as I guess. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just insane. But yeah, it also, I wanted to touch on with this. Obviously, like I said, he's known in the Rubik's Cube business. He's been in many Netflix documentaries, apparently. And, you know, he's known on the circuit. I love the idea there's a circuit. He has a motto. What is it? Don't think, just solve. Wow. I think that's so cool. 
I feel like he thought he was really cool when he said that. Oh, you know, you, I know you're getting, you're like, I don't think that's, he was 15 at the time. So, you know, that oh, is pretty cool enough. for a 15 year old because he said it when he first become like champ in the thing. He's 21 now. I still think it's like a catchy slogan, especially given what he does. Don't think, solve. I mean, in three seconds, you don't have time to think. No. Well, actually, you're talking about that being impressive considering he was 15. There was something that Jeff showed me yesterday. There was a kid, or there is a kid on YouTube. He's 14 years old. And he makes these Lego animations. Did but you I send it... me one of these? I don't think I did. Oh, anyway. someone else sent me a Lego animation yesterday. Shout out to them. Oh, well, anyway. and But he does it through computer software. So it's not actually with physical Lego. Like, he does it somehow. And anyway, the um, the people who created the Spider-Verse, you know, the... The movie series. The movie. Yeah, the, there's one. One was really good and two's with just Milo recently come out. and what have you. Anyway. Milo, in... Miles. Miles Morales. That's it. That's it. You Sorry, know. I'm terrible at names. Anyway, they saw his video because he just sort of did like, he did little sketches and stuff. And they saw his video and they asked him to create a uh, trailer for the movie. And he actually, I think they put a clip of his in the movie. That's pretty good. Number two, I'm going to assume. I don't remember yeah, there being Lego in number one. I actually watched the second one, so. Oh, that's, oh, that's not good for you. I've seen all the spoilers on TikTok, to be honest. Yeah. It's a good movie. Whole... I haven't seen the first one, but it's a good movie. Oh, number one was amazing so i'm not shocked the number two is also good and i really enjoyed spider-man originally because i got scared by dr lizard as a child nice um, yeah well he was in person like it was a musical number and i saw a stage show and all the lights and i was scared was um, lens? yes <laughs> i feel like i watched that awesome well some of our cowboys because i feel like there was like it was a cowboys type thing i don't remember there being cowboys to be fair at that point all i remember is there being a dr lizard oh uh, i remember anyway. there being like spider-man but then also some cowboys yeah i was probably about six years old you might have been meshing shows together who knows Thanks. but on that subject i just i don't know see this is the thing you say like that led him to this but who knows what this rubik's cube he's 21 now maybe it'll lead to even more stuff and it'll be just i mean it might be one of those things where they the government ring him up and they're like hey kid you know you're really good at solving your rubik's cubes in three seconds well we have a mission i I do appreciate your government voice very weird (laughs) accent you sort of voice you put on to be hi it's us the government (laughs) (laughs) they're official that's delightful you know what is also official story two Hey! So I was on ITV mainly because oh, I was. You? Why were you on ITV? <laughs> the website because I was looking at ITVX stuff, and then down the side, like I stumbled onto the news site. I was like, I'll check out the top stories because you know, always on the lookout for news. Do you know if you if you're not from the UK and you hear ITVX, it makes it sound like a porn channel. So I was on ITVX watching that good stuff, apparently. According to Kaylee, which had adverts in nice. because it's ITV and I don't pay for the premium. And I saw a headline on the news website that was uh, Western Supermare hosts world's only bin lorry race. So you knew I had to click it. Right. Apparently, don't know if you know about this, but this is a thing in the UK exclusively at the moment. I mean, what is the top speed of a bin lorry? Well, it's not bin lorries they race. It's about unloading the bin lorries. Oh! Right, so it's a re- like a like a egg and spoon race type. Yeah, sort of. So it's the national refuge championships. It, the event takes place in Western Supermare, which Super- is the yeah. Is that the one yeah. you argued with your mum over? Yes, because I say it posh. Apparently, she she was very concerned at how I say, say Western Supermare. You do emphasise on the mare. I know. I get that. I can't undo it. It's like how I can't say shid without sort of putting on a weird accent. So anyway, not the point. 
But the event sees people who collect our rubbish across the country compete with their fellow coll- colleagues. Okay. They're all professionals here, Kaylee. Professional rubbish collectors. Collecting. Yeah, but they make it fun. It's a unique event and apparently it's grown every year and year, but they basically, you know, get a green wheelie bin, run it back, run forward. There, there's pictures of them running skipped back and forth from the bin lorry and stuff. This just but seems they- like one of those, like, pre-drinking games where people are like flipping the cup and like you get what i'm saying it is well this year's event saw 24 teams competing which you could imagine flipping the cup sort of thing where they had to race to load their wheelie bins with bags of sand before pushing them to bin lorries wow i feel i also get world's strongest man vibes but there might be the bags I i feel like i've just sort of took a dig at the world's strongest man of it by saying comparing it to the um it's just like carrying bags of sand. The refuge contest. No, more because it's just like I'm like, what does the world's strongest man do? Just carry bags of sand. You don't ever see them pulling like lorries and stuff. No, no, just sand. <laughs> I'm just like, it's all about sand lifting. But the money I does. Just, sorry, the event. On. The event does all raise money for charity and aim to. So it's kind of. It just looks like good fun. I was just gonna say though. I could just imagine that one bloke who's like been dossing on the job for like so many years and he's like ah shit now I've actually got to look like I'm able to do my job no see I've got more different vibes you have the young rookies coming in like yeah we can beat these old timers and then like like a proper old timer who's been on the job 30 years like you ain't coming and taking my turf that makes me think of Hitchcock and Scully Scully, Scully, was Scully didn't sound right. Yeah, where they just secretly have like a really good way of doing something. It's that sort of thing. They'd be taking shortcuts, cheating. I don't know if there's any cheating in this race, but a part of me wants there to be. <laughs> just the idea that you know they've got they've someone it to a BMX, you know. Someone's put ba- holes in the bags of sand so they before they unlift <laughs> them, they're just empty. Just full on. You know what? If you Sabotage. if you compete in this, please cheat. Sabotage, this is cheat, just like I don't pure, like the parent trap, like pre-finding out they were sisters, pulling pranks yeah. on each other. This is this is what I want from my refuse competition. But I is honestly, it wasn't televised. But they, I mean, let's be honest. They said it's grown every year. They even had teams come down from Scotland for this year's event, wow. which you know, branching out, multi countries yeah. now. But I, it was like got a crowd, and there's a picture, and it, it looks to be a fair big crowd. So part of me is like, you know, TNT Sports, Sky Sports. You want to fill your schedule 24 hours next year? Yeah. Can we get, can we get this on? Because I will watch it. Oh, 100 percent. It's kind of the same way where I know it's not a sport, but it kind of is a sport, and I want to watch feel it. Like we'd be rooting for like a certain team. I feel like the sob stories would be immense. I can't. I can't wait for the team names. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind they could easily make. Like, look, listen, guys, you could make this TV ready if you can put on on ESPN in America and it gets big views. And I know it gets big views because I remember seeing the views it got one year, and it did big views in the UK because it started to trend. The hot dog eating contest can get televised. You, the national refuse championship, where there's running and bin and sand being carried. You also could get a TV deal. Let's, the let's idea that like them. nobody. Should shows up for the live event because it just smells so bad i mean yeah if they were using real rubbish that would be the way you know everyone else is sad apart from one person who's been given a bag of fish heads and they're like what the fuck fish heads and nappies yeah like what the hell but honestly i was gonna say about this this is Mm -hmm. people's jobs that they've turned into an event which then made me think of you know how like on the disney channel and nickelodeon they used to do events where tv stars competed so the actors did weird events yeah I feel if every job had a weird spin-off, much, everyone would be much happier. Oh, I, yeah, for sure. The, I'm not going to say the name of the supermarket I work for or work at, 
But um, if they had the insert name here, games, 100% competing, 100% going for the win, 100% going for the kill. I can watch, but I'm not going to get involved in games in my, my job. I don't know what just, they... I am not a sportsman. Well, you have the reception, so you're like receptionist, it'd be, um, you know, fastest word per minute. Or yes. sitting on, or sitting on all that, or just wheelie chair racing on your spinny chairs, but I've got like typed words per minute, and you're like, oh, no, nice. now, oh, Sheila. Literally, like, if I type too quickly, I end up like writing the wrong stuff. Send and re- receive emails quickly, etc etc granted i feel like my game i feel like my quick enough yeah my job would be totally more like a a live supermarket sweep i feel like mine's already yeah mine's already sort of been game showed but i would generally kick ass nice i like i like the idea that you like go in like full like i'm gonna knock people over and then like i feel like you trip on the first hurdle <laughs> absolutely not i am competitive as shit i'll save the tripping for the day-to-day job but when it comes to the competition oh, wait, i'll save the tripping for the drugs <laughs> <laughs> no that's not where i was going with that but i mean i'd say the tripping for the you know the, the regular but when it comes to the actual games it's like you know that person and there's always these athletes uh when you're watching the olympics the commentary team would be like they've had a shit season They've just about scraped enough to get in with their times and represent their country. They're really just happy to be here. And then you watch them win and they're like, where did that come from? You know why? Because they know when it's important and they turned the fuck up. They were getting <laughs> that gold. I feel like I have that mindset. So I'd be like, yeah, my times ain't good throughout the year. You know, I pulled a hamstring. I've got a little torn bicep. Oh, I don't know if I can go through with this. And then just like leg it. <laughs> just be like. I just feel like you'd be like, I've got a bruised face. Okay, you know that I have a mysterious bruise on my stomach and I don't I like you bringing this mystery. up. You did not solve that mystery. You accused my dog of punching me. No, I said that when you were holding Lola, she may have accidentally like kicked your stomach. And you she... said it was a poor prince-sized bruise. I mean, she has tiny paws. It could have been anything. Speaking of tiny paws, eh? Story free. We're going to segue wow. here, baby. So on Fox 8... I'm going to talk about something that doesn't have tiny paws, has quite the opposite, has large paws. And I know what you're thinking. It's the Win a Wonderful podcast. We always do an animal story, right? Because uh-huh. animals are shit. Well, Kaylee, it's not exactly an animal. It's a fake animal because the headline on this story, and yes, this is in June, is Woman Won't Take Down Nine Foot Werewolf. Jesus Christ. So she, this woman in Ohio has a giant werewolf statue. And to paint a picture of this, it is wearing a star-spangled banner shirt, effectively the American flag shirt, and while also holding the American flag shirt, with matching navy shorts. Nice. But yeah, I'll sum this up for you, is this woman won't take it down. Right. Because it's her house mascot. She bought it as a Halloween decoration in October, but it's leaving right. it up all year round, and quote in the article said, I kind of look at it as a security thing. Who wants to break into a house with a nine and a half foot were- werewolf sitting outside? I mean, I know <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Sorry, I was stumbled so bad. But you, I, I mean, she has a point. If I saw a house with a nine foot werewolf outside, I don't know. Pro- I feel like people would probably rather nick the werewolf. Right, based on the, what we've seen stolen this year already on this podcast. Oh yeah, the gorilla and the giant spoon. Yeah, people like a challenge. They do. A nine foot, nine and a half foot werewolf. I feel like now she's made it public. Oh, so now it's, it's like... famous. There's some skin in the game. Yeah. 
She just said she said she dresses the werewolf for the season. So I'm guessing no. she was preparing to dress it for the 4th of July, hence that. Yeah, that makes sense. And now with it coming up summer, they're going to get it a big Hawaiian shirt and some big sunglasses. Ain't going to lie, I do appreciate big sunglasses on a nine-foot werewolf. <laughs> I don't know why. The, the image like, amused hey. me. But you know what? why this has made the news? Someone complained anonymously. Oh, was their name Karen? It does not say, because it was anonymous, but maybe... But yeah, they said some of the neighbours don't see any issue with it because someone said, like, I'm a big fan of horror. I like watching it dressed up. It cheers up the neighbourhood. Mm-hmm. But um, the city said it gave out a warning but has no plans to further enforce the decorations removal. So whoever did complain isn't going to get their way. I mean, to be fair, like, one Christmas I decided, like, we had this spare box of, like, my mum just bought a bunch of, like, random stuff because some of our Christmas stuff had sort of, like, gone a bit naff. So she went to, I think she went to, like, the pound shop or some sort of budget shop. And bought a bunch of like random bits and she got this like box full of like stars and I think it was just stars actually, star baubles. And um, she didn't know what to do with them. So I got a piece of string and sort of made them into a, I don't know what you want to call it, like, um, you know, like bunting, but instead of... Like paper chains? Yeah. Well, not really a paper chain. It was just baubles on a string. Anyway, I sort of like put them on our, on our stair rail. And then when it when it sort of came to taking the decorations down, she was like, oh, I don't want to take those down. So now they're just there forever. Oh, that feels more like you would if you could, but you can't be bothered at that point. Mm, I wanted to take them down. I feel like there should be an only Christmas thing because like, they don't feel Christmassy anymore. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah, that is a good point. If you keep it up long enough, at what point does it start to just feel mundane? Exactly. But yeah, Kaylee, how would you feel with your neighbours having a nine foot werewolf? Nine and a half foot werewolf, sorry. It's up to them, it's um, you know. She did say she'd take it down if it became a safety concern, like its head started to topple or stuff, which I was like, yeah, that would that would be helpful. Yeah. No I mean, I recently, I recently read on Instagram uh, the person who owns the Harry Potter house, you know, the nine privet, privet drive or whatever it is, he's sick and tired of people coming to the house now. Like, he's really nice about it, but it's getting to the point where it's just taking over their lives because it's every day. It's relentless. And he yeah, said, oh, we're happy to do it for the kids. But when you've got like an adult who's like full on crying in costume, it's a bit awkward. So I kind of get it, you know, like maybe for some people, the werewolf is a is a thing where people keep coming over to where their their house is, even though they're next door or whatever. And maybe it's just a bit frustrating. Maybe. But then also at the same time, it's like how much foot traffic is a random werewolf going to be creating? Like the Harry Potter house, global. You know what I mean? I mean, the other day, or the other, no, not the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Bristol and uh, I found the Stoneham house from Skins. So I went again and seen that. So they've painted the door a different colour and what have you. And I think they've tried to make it blend in. But I've, my friend Elliot, like, looked up pictures that other people had taken and they literally, like, stand in front of the house and, like, literally take pictures of themselves, like, acting like they're in Skins or whatever. But, like, I kind of wanted to see it. I was like, it's one of those things where, like, you don't get to do it every day. Well, it does actually remind me of, like, the TikTok trend where people take Polaroid, like, um, pictures in the film. They hold it up and then they see what it's like now and drag it away, but line it up because they're there and stuff. I've seen a few of them. I think they did it with... We sat on the college green or whatever, which was in the series as well. Because I was walking down this, this high street bit, right? And I was like, this is so familiar. Like, I know we're in Bristol, but I was like, I swear to God, this is in an opening scene from Skins. And I had to, like, look up the scene 
on YouTube or whatever, and it lined up perfectly. And I was like, "Damn!" Like, how did I just knew it? You know, it was just yeah. really odd. But like, I just kind of sensed that I was in that particular place, and I was. Well, I was watching the Raoul Moat drama on ITV recently. Raoul Moat mm-hmm. being there about a killer who was in Newcastle, and they made a drama on it for anyone who was mm-hmm. unaware. Uh, I did do a game of oh, I walked past that bit. Oh, oh right, is that I know where that is. Yeah, that's the Newcastle bit. But since then, stuff and like a bit where Vera was filmed. Oh um, right, yeah, yeah, I recognise that bit sometimes. But there's another bit coming up, uh, famously, which obviously is more not for you, but for co-host Squiggy. Squiggy got noticed when his house and estate was going to be a set for Vera, so that's fun to come up. Nice. On ITV. We've been to his house. Anyway, we're going to go to an ad break now. And when we come back from the ad break, you're going to give us a TikTok spotlight? Yeah. Yeah, now listen to these messages. It's time to squash the beef and settle the debate. Football beef, that is. From debating whether David Beckham is overrated to deciding whether Roberto Firmino really is a formidable Premier League striker, we're grounding out that 100% beef that fans have been grilling each other over for way too long. Each episode features around one player, so all the issues can be chewed out and the solution spat out. Football beef has all the sizzle sizzle, so subscribe now. And we're back from the ad breaks. So we've had wheelie bin races, Rubik's Cubes being solved, and Nine Foot Werewolves. Kaylee, what does your TikTok bring? So I really, really love this TikTok. It sort of makes me think of... The best way I could put it is like raw footage at the beginning of a really good time travel film. It's it's genuine footage. So it's like some, some guys back in 2009, which doesn't feel that long ago, to be honest with you. But obviously it was... Well, in a few years... Don't time, do the maths, I'm... Kaylee. Don't do the maths. Don't do the maths. <laughs> anyway, but the, the footage... I don't know what they were recording on, but it, I think it was probably an older camera than what actually the time was but the way they get really excited and basically they're watching their really old television switch from analog to digital so basically their tv didn't support digital so it just went blank but it they they captured it on film but the excitement in them and everything and just the whole thing it just kind of makes you feel a bit nostalgic i don't know if you got that same sort of vibe but i definitely think it's worth a watch like i said it's kind of like you're watching the opening of a movie sort of thing do you get that that vibe i don't know if i get the movie vibe i just because it kind of feels like anything like you watch documentary and that's a bit they've used it's just kind of cool that they sort of knew history was happening and recorded it at the time yeah yeah it's that sort of energy i kind of enjoyed it but this is gonna sound really weird at the time it'd be something that's so mundane hence why it's quite funny they're excited just mm. to switch off but now like time has passed like i don't really remember analog tvs that like oh I, do, but... I, I i i don't know why but i don't remember this great switch i vaguely remember people talking about you know they had to go digital freeview and stuff i remember it being on the news I don't really remember experiencing it firsthand probably because we upgraded before you know like right. loads in the window because they gave you a big window but it's just kind of cool that they have that memory and that history. And it's sort of, well, I remember I, sort of having five channels and that was it. I mean, I, I for as long as I remember, we had Sky. Yeah, we sort of had Sky. We had Sky and then my cat peed on the Sky box and then we just didn't get it back. I definitely know we had Sky when I was like six or seven mm. because WWE Wrestling was on Sky and I was looking through the Sky remotes as a child and I came across it and then I, I've been watching it ever since. Oh, my, I, 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 remember my first, I remember my first memories of watching wrestling. I don't like to tell you what my first memories of watching wrestling is because it's really <laughs> bad. 
Do you, have I told you what the first thing I saw in wrestling is? I don't. I don't know if I want to. Uh, if we if we ever get like a thousand subscribers on this podcast, I'll say it on this podcast. But for now, I don't want to be psychoanalyzed about it. Okay. But, but yeah, there's just stuff that you, it's like historic. That's not a historic moment. But if like I guess the first time Sky launched and you if you recorded that, like you know, like Welcome to Sky yeah. and stuff like that, would be quite cool and stuff. But yeah, I thought it was a really nice TikTok and a nice change of pace, really, because it is a bit weird that they find it so exciting at the time and i think usually i sort of go for like animals or like cute kids or whatever and then i just think i don't know it is like you said it's a change of pace it's something i just think you kind of get a bit of joy about their excitement yeah you kind of feel happy that they're happy about it yeah kind of kind of like a very nice feeling but it's also just like i guess it's like I would get excited if I found an old blockbuster video, I guess. Like, yeah. it's that nostalgia feeling. Comfortable. Yeah. It's that sort of feeling or something like that. That was so common, but now isn't. Yeah. I think that's a nice way to round this up because we're not a common podcast. We're a rare podcast, no? Mm. <laughs> Don't say rare. I think unique is probably the better word. Uniquely rare. Let's combine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've been the two. We've been. Yeah, that's them combining we've been the Totally Friends UK podcast like us rate us five stars hit the subscribe button tell your friends come back next Monday at 7am for a brand new episode and follow us on Twitter at Buzz UK and Kelly I was just going to mention again I know I said this the other week but I was just going to mention about the fact that we are going to be bringing out a movie wow I think we decided in the end that we were going to do about dumb horror thriller and gore reviews because me and Laura tend to watch a lot of horror movies that look good and then we watch them and they're really really stupid and sometimes um, we end up playing horror or porn just saying okay no we don't play them we watch movies that somehow look like they're really badly budget porn slash. play them we live that that's <laughs> what yeah. you were going that's what i love i was like no we don't <laughs> i don't think um, i've ever been sat next to you gone is this horror or is this porn i just remember <laughs> watching hostel for the first time and you were like is this porn <laughs> I no correction. I said, "Is this soft porn?" I just because there was a boob, <laughs> and I was like, "This feels like." God damn! Never watch American Pie, Laura. <laughs> you made me watch American Pie with you. Did I? Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> never watch American Pie. Too late. You made me. That's not the point. But please do subscribe to us and uh, stay tuned to the Totally Buzz UK feed. But sometime in the near future, you may be able to listen to our brand new short review of horror, gore, and thriller mini podcast. Good night, everybody. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk.